I said, could you show me how to do it? He goes, I, I feel like a kid stealing your Christmas present. You should wax the board, but I'll show you how. And, and you know, he showed me how lightly he – so my old board, the guy who bought it, lend it lends it to Ezra. Ezra comes around to pick it up. He, I said, I've got some waxy for you. Ezra grabs the wax and he just like scribbles across the board. Like, <laughs> it's like the guy down the shop would have had a heart attack. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 72 of your favorite online slash internet marketing show called Freedom Ocean. I am Timbo Reed, and right over there on the hammock, just come off the surfboard, is Jimmy the James Shramko. That's a true story, Timbo. I know. <laughs> well, maybe not the hammock part. And that's just for the first time today. I'll, I'll definitely be out again later. You've got a new hobby, mate. I have. It's. I would say it's bordering on um, obsession, addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's good. It's one of those sports where you come out cleaner than you start. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Positive. Correct. It's very low cost to get involved. Yeah. Like if, you know, apart from the actual surfboard, there's not a lot of expense. Surfboard and a wetsuit, you're good to go. Good to go. Wax is cheap. Yep. And it's it's fit and healthy and fun and challenging. It's, I reckon it's actually one of the hardest sports to pick up as an adult and um, mm. I'm really enjoying it. Do you use Mrs. Palmer and her five daughters, James? No. No. What wax do you use? They, they've got the strangest brand names. They're all very <laughs> – yeah. there's Farking Wax. <laughs> there's uh, – <laughs> Like as in F A R K I N G. There is, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's Zog's, I think, Sex Wax. Uh, there's a couple Love of it. others. Uh, I've got a few others. There's Big Stick. <laughs> I have a particular, I, I love names. I, I don't know about you, but one of the, inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, I do love it when someone poses a naming question. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I actually. A hidden talent of mine is naming businesses. I, I really enjoy it. And sometimes I think the name, people can get kind of, they can do their head in trying to come up with the big name. But when you do get a good name for your business that you absolutely love, it does bring a different energy to the business. But I always use the example, you know, like Apple was a piece of fruit once, you know, Jobs just quickly needed to name something. And it wasn't as if you spent a whole lot of time coming up with it. So it's what you put into that name that counts. I reckon that's, that's a little bit criminal, Timbo. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you, you, you're cruising around the world. You're getting uh, yeah. well, five figures of keynote and someone yeah. can access your branding brain for a poultry, <laughs> you know, whatever it is per month. Well, right now it's 49 bucks a month. It's uh, <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's a dollar for the first seven days. So if you want something named, get in there. <laughs> yeah. Get so our Freedom Motion listeners should definitely belong to that community. Oh, well, thank you, mate. It's a uh, – as you said, it is like having a young child. In fact, I think you use the word baby, and it's yeah. wonderful. It's just – I reckon forums, and you've got a big one too. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the forums. And a rather I? large forum membership on top of that. But boy, oh, boy, I reckon they're underdone. I don't think there's enough of them. You know, I, I do speak to small business owners, like bricks and mortar small business owners, and – I, I think forums are a great opportunity for them. It feels very complicated when I speak to them, you know, about them. They kind of go cross-eyed. But 
Give you an example. I was. Um, it's not a difficult concept, really. It's like you can go into business by yourself, or you could surround yourself with a peer group of other motivated people who talk your language, who are there to actually impress you with how clever they are and to help you further your journey. Almost all of the the cool stuff that I'm learning lately is coming from my own community where people are it's basically you've got all these agents out in the field gathering information and then coming back to base and sharing it in one place yeah well as the forum owner it provides the most wonderful it it creates a wonderful community provides amazing insights into what your your customers and, and prospects are thinking as a forum member you know, clearly it's just a great way to hang out with like-minded individuals no matter what the category. I, I also think as a business owner, it's just an interesting channel to add to – it could be to your marketing arsenal if you weren't to pay – if you didn't, you know, charge for membership or it's a great additional revenue channel you could add. So, you know, I'll give you an example. We moved into a house, new house, a few months ago. It's got a pool. The pool needs some work. And the first thing I did was went and started Googling things about, you know, different surfaces of pools and how to manage the water chemistry and all that type of stuff. First thing that came up was this forum in America that is managed by a like a pool franchise, you know, where you can get your water tested and they basically had a category for every aspect of pools. And it was just fantastic. Not that I'm going to be able to buy from them because they're over there, but it was just for the, I just thought what a great marketing play on their behalf, being just incredibly helpful. Yeah, I think the um, the thing you have to be careful with though is it's got to be moderated if it's free or yes. available to lunatics. It's all sorts of spamming <laughs> yeah. software and stuff, and and uh, everyone has their own agenda. So it's good to have a controlled environment in terms of the rules, and that it makes sure it's a safe place for people. Um, they're not going to get ripped off or bad information. Mm. I've seen some. Very funny forums like conspiracy theory forums. Like I was, I was doing. Oh, that'd be well, good I was one. doing a little bit of research lately because on the airplane recently, I watched the uh, documentary about the the smoking gun of JFK, and an Australian oh, yeah. detective has solved who shot JFK, and used all of the material that's now available that's been released from secrecy, and uh, he's worked on the back of someone else's ballistics reports, etc. And it's very clear to me and to anyone watching the documentary that that his situation is the most likely scenario. But there's, you know, when I was looking at it, it's funny just seeing like it's like some pet owners or parents, you know, you almost should have a permit to be able to participate in some of these places <laughs> yeah. because there's, you know, some very random people mm. out there. Mm. Absolutely. Well, they are good. And listeners, if you want to join, uh, here's a plug. You want to join Jimmy's forum? Jimmy, it's fast, uh, superfastbusiness.com? Yeah, superfastbusiness.com forward slash membership is uh, where it's all happening there. Yeah. And where's your one? Timo? Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And you just hit the forum button and you can watch me on video getting up to all sorts of ridiculous tricks. No, that's not true. I just explain what the forum's about. So, Do you juggle? What's that? <laughs> Do you juggle or something? Yeah. I wouldn't mind juggling. I reckon it's good for your brain. Hey, Jimmy, um, let's talk story. That's what today's episode is. Today's episode's all about, and I do love this topic: the idea of any business owner out there, online or offline, getting clear about your story. And I know you've done some work of recent months getting clear on your story. What What does that mean to you? 
Well, I think to me, I think it's just the way that people like to communicate and it's engaging and interesting and we're pre-wired to listen to stories, even around the campfire. Like if, you, if you went out into the middle of Australia, you would see that the Indigenous people will be teaching the next generations through story, through traditions and, and rituals mm. and, you know, combined with, with dancing and painting and stuff, this can, you know, this can transcend an iPad for longevity. So it's a really interesting way to share business information in a non-salesy, non-hypey way. So what I've especially been working on lately is mm. making sure that I stay in touch with my audience with emails and I'm trying to make them a lot more interesting and, and uh, kind of fun to open and read and, and increase that relationship that I'm having with my audience and to share more about myself. And this sort of ties in with being vulnerable yep it's okay to be vulnerable you'll get rewarded for that because people realize you're human and they bond mm. with you and they don't want someone that's all too perfect and shiny they they would like people for for their real tr true self so a lot of the emails i send i've been putting a personal story and relating it back to whatever i'm sharing with them in the email and and it's it's fun to come up with a way and it also kind of happened by accident the other week. Yep. Something happened, a real intervention that uh, was powerful. And that was when I went surfing with my friend Walter, I was relaying to him what happened to me that day. And then when I got home, this email came through from Walter and it was my story relayed back to me in the form of an email. The subject line was 8.33 a.m., I was sitting there with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then, then the, the story said, you know, I was down at the surf club on the public toilet going through my morning rituals. Yeah. Uh, going through just, the motions. Uh, you know, kind of annoyed that uh, I had to be in this situation because um, my son had put paper towel into the toilet instead of toilet paper because... He thought we'd run out, although we had stuff, but I hadn't left a spare roll. So, um, you know, it blocked up, of course, and um, and it, as inconvenient as it was, and then it segued into my live event. It said, it just reminded me that there's, you know, I'm in such a better position than many business owners, and all business owners really need to do is access people who know what they're talking about, and they can do that by coming to my live event. And so it was a segue through to that. And he mm -hmm. goes, I know you won't send it, but I just thought it was hilarious because I literally paddled out to the surf. I'm like, oh, Walter, you won't believe this. 8.33 this morning, I'm sitting on that toilet over there, <laughs> pants around my ankles, <laughs> thinking, bloody hell, I wish I'd put that toilet paper in the, in the uh, you know. So he just, he's right. a copywriter. So he took that and, yeah, and he, he finessed it a little oh, bit. Oh, is he? Aha. Uh -huh. And it's a 100% true nice. story. And I got such a reaction. Of course, I sent it. I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm sending it. I'll go. I'll I'll do it. And mm. what happened was, apart from mm. making sales to the event, I had literally more than 200 people reply back to me saying, "Best subject line ever, fantastic story." I had all the copywriters on my right. list are like, "Awesome one." Yeah. And so I was on on my way to New Orleans to present a story about underground, my journey from underground four to underground 10 and to sort of fill in the gaps of, of how I utilize that event. And 
I actually changed my first slide. I illustrated by hand on an iPad uh, me sitting there at the public toilet, pants around my ankles, and I made that my first slide. And I started with that, and the whole audience would, would sort of lean forward with this, oh, is he really saying what I think he's saying? Like, and- so, so where was the uh, relevance of showing that slide, that telling that story at Underground? It's the exact same point. Ah, okay. It's like as bad as you might think things are, there's plenty of people out there who are having a worse time, and thank goodness you're sitting here at Underground because all the experts over the next two days or three days are about to share with you the stuff that's working for them, and you can access this right now. So the whole point of my presentation was how you can really use the information at a live event and put it into play and have a better business. Mm. So it was perfect. It was really just substitute my event for Yannick's event, and I got the same point across. But I also wanted to get attention. I wanted to break through the clutter. Absolutely. And you do that with story. Yeah, you do. And, and like, you know, boy, you know, this is not new. I think sometimes we, I think we've forgotten, though. Many business owners have forgotten about this because we're so keen to get our – like, really, I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk's most recent book, it just keeps coming up and up and up every in so many different ways in, re, in regards to the marketing of a business for me, like jab, 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 right hook. It's the, the jab's the story. The jab is the giving. And every now and then you've got a right hook, which is the ask. And Well, you've got to have the right hook, right, Timbo? Well, you do, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> like That's the trap. Things like our podcasts, they are, that's a lot of jabs. Mm. But it's good to put a right hook in there. I have no qualms about suggesting people join our forums mm. because – they're going to get access to us yeah, and yeah. all the wonderful, lovely people who have decided to come on that mission with us, the community, and they're investing in themselves. Mm. That's the thing. You never have to feel bad about that. But the the real point here is that you're right. Um, stories not new, but too few people are actually utilizing them. You get very dry, boring, crappy emails from companies, and I know you're always posting fantastic marketing case studies from everywhere you go mm. uh, of people who are breaking that breaking that paradigm and doing some cool stuff. Well, the, the problem, not, it's not the problem. The reason we get so much dry marketing sent to us is because telling because it's easy. It's easy to write rational stuff. It's easy to list the features of a product. It's actually harder to turn those features into benefits and it's even harder to promote those benefits via story because it requires creativity. And if you go out on the street and ask 10 people whether they think they're creative or not, you might get one or two say yes. But in actual fact, as human beings, A, we're emotional by, in nature. Like first and foremost, we are emotional. That emotions help us remember. And secondly, we absorb information. We absorb them. We buy on emotion. We don't buy, we don't buy a Mac because it's got the most beautiful grey metal casing. We buy because it makes us feel better, you know. You look at any purchase decision you make; it'll be a, you, there will be emotional words that you use in the language. And um, well, I just did that the other day. I was buying a new surfboard, and the reason I need I needed a smaller surfboard for when the waves are very big, and I've improved, so that's fine. But when I was there, I did see a very nice large surfboard, but I already had a large surfboard. So, of course, naturally, I went home. And I sold my large surfboard within about 20 minutes and went back mm. to the store the next day and I said, I'm here for that big surfboard. Mm. And um, it's exactly the same length, eight foot six, yeah. same length. 
And then, and then the guy that supplied my first board, he sent me an email. He goes, is everything okay? I'm like, it was, I said, it was fantastic. The, this first board was amazing. It served me beautifully mm. for my first few months surfing. I've ridden it every day. It was faultless. I'm very happy with the purchase. I've sold it because I wanted to get a board with soul. I wanted a board that was shaped by someone who surfs, an Aussie shaper with an mm -hmm. American Hawaiian traditional brand. And, yep. you know, for just a little bit more, relatively speaking, to have a board with mm. soul that's shaped by an Aussie and built, built um, in, mm. you know, by a Hawaiian thing versus All a Chinese emotion. board that's sort of made by a machine that's a copy of something else. Like, oh, I'm not driving a Hyundai and I'm not wearing a $2 watch. You know, like I I want a – But you're still dressed by rivers, aren't you? Don't say such things. <laughs> rivers. <laughs> so Overseas listeners, you got to Google rivers. No offence to any I, rivers I, wearers. But no, hello, I mean, rivers like, I'm generally barefoot, and I do wear have yarnas. So it's not about the it's not even about the amount. It's about the feeling, and it's about the emotion. But there's a story behind yeah. this surfboard. You see, it's it's this guy was an absolute legend. He was he really pioneered and and um, developed all this this longboard stuff. And then after he passed away, one of the only guys in the whole world who worked for him is now in Byron Bay and shapes the boards and can still do it under that brand name. And so you wanted to be part of that story. So I you buy, you bought into that story. I bought into the story and I took it out for its, for its first run. And as soon as I caught the first wave, it just felt magical. Like it could be placebo effect, but, but the, the good surfer lady, she said to me that a lot of surfing is mental. It's mostly mindset about fear, about, about how you feel about your, your board and your gear and your ability and, and stuff. But it just felt ten times better. I felt like I was. I felt it had soul, and it was a slightly different design, and it was. It was just amazing to take it up a notch. So that emotional purchase, it makes me feel good. That's why I make the purchase. It's, it's not even about the money. I didn't even ask how much yeah. it was until like we had, until I had to go. It was like the last yeah. thing we'd already waxed it, put the fins on everything, and the amount of emotion that this guy. Who was helping me with the, the wax? The, he was almost in tears when we were waxing this board because he's. I said, "Could you oh, show I me how it. to do?" He goes, I, "I feel like a kid stealing your Christmas present. You should wax the board, but I'll show you how." And and you know, he showed me how lightly he he waxed. I'll tell you something funny about it later on, by the way. But you have lost the plot. You are surfing has got you. Hey, um, which is kind of funny because you've spent years surfing the web, and now you're surfing waves. Finally. Let me just finish this off. Yeah, go on. So my old board, the guy who bought it, lend it lends it to Ezra. Ezra comes around to pick it up. He, I said, I've got some waxy for you. Ezra grabs the wax and he just like scribbles across the board. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy down the shop would have had a heart attack. But it's just funny. It's funny how everyone has different emotions around stuff. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Well, just just finish that conversation around creativity too, because I mean, if if you are what we are suggesting is, as business owners, you should be off creating stories around your business, and there's a number of different stories that you could be creating. Um, but one is just is, is really finding analogies in order to sell what you've got. You know, pulling analogies like things that have happened recently, and that worked well for Jesus. It worked really well for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, really well. And that's like, and that's that's one of the you know the best 
selling messages, really. If you can pull a crowd of 2 billion people, you know, then you've got a strong you've got a strong technique. That's why I studied all of the different religious texts when I started selling. In 1995, I went and ordered all the different books. I even got Dianetics and they still send me direct response mail now. Can you believe that's like nearly 20 years? Well, it's phenomenal. They deserve, an, they deserve an interview. No, check out the documentary about uh, Scientologists. Oh, oh yeah, fascinating, yeah, mate. Absolutely, check out the um, check out the YouTube video of Tom Cruise speaking at the Scientology convention. You want to see wacky? Well, have, there's he- actually a better YouTube video of a of the son of Elron, who oh, yeah. does a routine and a, a singing Classic. performance. Golden. I'll see if I can find it and we can put it near this episode. Yeah, uh, maybe we've already done that. I can't remember. Hey, Jimmy. Um, just on it, one, get to there's a number of stories to be told. One of the one of the first stories, if if this is all freaking you out, listeners, is your why story. Like, why do you do what you do? And I find that really useful as a pitching tool. Yeah, and it, there's a whole book about this, the stories, right? Valerie Koo. Oh, yeah, Valerie Koo wrote a book called Power Stories. Great book. Yeah, it's like the eight stories you need to have in your business. Yep. Yep. Um, and Simon Sinek kind of packaged up the whole why thing really well with his TED talk where he, he talked about the golden circle and, you know, in the middle, of the, it's a bullseye, in the middle is why, then outside the why is how, uh, what, and then outside that is is the how, which is the least important. But the why, you know, like I was in Singapore a couple of days ago, I caught up with, I went to a, a business meeting, I, I gave a one-hour keynote and then I went to this business meeting afterwards and it was with this guy who brought in a bunch of entrepreneurs to sit around a table at this restaurant. He wanted to pitch them the idea. He, he was basically looking for their support to bring together this live event that he's running in Singapore. And he went around the table. He introduced himself and then he wanted everyone to go around the table and introduce themselves, at which point, you know, that's – well, you – there was – and these were pretty switched-on people, by the way. There was 12 of us sitting around the table and – there weren't that many dummies there, but there was a bit of dribble. But the, the, some of the stories that people told quite succinctly were cool. You know, they were really cool. Like one guy was a coach and he called himself the the honeybee guy. Now, the honeybee guy, I, I thought he was like into honey and stuff, but he then drew this analogy, told this story about how many insects want to be like the honeybee because the honeybee can, can create honey, right, this sweet nectar. And there's some bees that can't and flies can't, but flies want to be like bees. And he was like, get, he's telling this story. And I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. You're like, I understand exactly. So you work with people to show them how to be the honeybee. Cool. So there's a story there. And one of the stories I like is the why, you know, just hearing people. And, and one of the things I'm actually doing in my forum next week is one of my members is struggling with getting his why, getting to his why. So we're going to record a, a live session with, with him and, and just pull it out of him because some people don't think they have a why. But, of course, we've all got a why. Yeah, whether we're aware of it or not. And, and exactly. I was speaking with Simon Sinek in the Dominican Republic. Really? Him and I were both at an event speaking, and he, he really has latched on to an old idea but made he made really himself has. super famous around it, very clever. Well, he's packaged it. All he's done is packaged it and packaging. His presentation was too polished. Right. Uh, the, it was the weirdest thing ever. Speaking to him the night before in just having a drink at the bar, chatting away. The next day I see this guy on stage. 
I could swear it was a different guy. Oh, it's a pity. It is a shame. It's a pity. But I'm like, whoa, that's just bizarre. It's when people put on their stage face. Mm. The irony, though, <laughs> the irony was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I would have, would have expected him to be the most authentic person. Absolutely. But but can but I? I'd just... say he was probably on the run up. Was that TED talk just very recent? No, no, it's years ago. Oh, he's just done another one because he posted about it recently. Ah, yeah. that's unusual to get invited back a second time. He's done something right. He knows someone. Yeah, he might be sleeping with Ted. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Just on that story, on the why, I'll give you an example. I've been working with a lady who wants to get a podcast and she's in the area of work health and safety, workplace safety, right? Yep. And I really want to – and she's passionate about it, right? And she talks at length about her passion for it and how much she loves it. And I thought, okay, well, this is really interesting. So let's – and the first episode, I thought in that first episode, it would be really interesting – to share her passion, her why, right? So when I asked her about a why the first time, it's because I love it. Her answer was because I love it. I just really love it. I love helping businesses get their workplaces safe so people don't get hurt. Right? I was like, really? Really? Like I've heard that before in many different industries. That's not the why. You know, what's, what's the real truth? I'm looking for the truth. And anyway, after a bit of a discussion, we got it to the point that her dad had actually been in, injured, lost some toes in a workplace health and safety incident. She had another friend who had uh, broken his back in a workplace health, you know, in the, in the workplace. And she had another couple of stories about people she knew being badly injured at work. And it's like, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we are talking. It's also worth change, uh, checking on your why as well. Because I, I, I had such a strong why, like when I was 20, and about to have our first kid, I basically just got stuck into work drone mode for the next 20 years and, well, maybe 15, 15 years. And I had to reassess my whys lately. That's why, I've, that's why I'm more interested in getting fit and having fun in living and only working on passion projects. So a lot of – I don't have all the same situation that I had 20 years ago and now no longer have babies mm. to to uh, worry about i've got a lot more flexibility and freedom and so it's good to just to recalibrate and say okay now what's my why because this is like the next the next 20 years or the next 40 years really mm-hmm. technically i've probably got another 40 years so uh it's it's good to just mm-hmm. recalibrate from time to time yeah yeah so that's a good story to tell. If you get caught in the machine, it's hard. So, so stories are a really good way to to stand out. I remember some guy, and I went I went to do a, a accounting course of all things <laughs> in 1989, and uh, yeah, and this guy got got up. We had to introduce ourselves. He goes, oh, "My name's Andrew, and uh, I I restored a car by hand over the last 18 months from piece by piece, and uh, I also collect pieces from the Berlin Wall." And he made it all up, but I still remember it now. It was just so unusual. You don't hear stuff like that very often. Yeah, well, exactly right. I mean, make it up. Fake it till you make it. Isn't that what they say? And I've, I've heard some very very different things. I was interviewing a guest yesterday, and he pretty much told me that the reason he's successful is because the Lord envisioned it for him and informed him through someone else. And it just and yeah. that's that's why. 
and he's even an engineer. So I said, wow, I would not have expected that on uh, to come out no. of a call. But it was really interesting. No. There's such such a rich tapestry out there that you might think your story's boring to everyone else, but probably it's different because we, we do tend to take different paths yep. and turns. Yeah, and practice your story. Like get your story right around why you you have a particular service or why you have started that business or why you're doing something particular in your business or why you stock that product you know find that emotional story there'll be one there you know it's very unusual for there not to be one so tell it and then try it on people you know like it's, it's and it's so easy to test especially like um, when you go to the hairdresser during the week there's or like on a friday you've been there too often Oh, thanks, mate. I actually go fairly often <laughs> every two weeks. Get out. Get a, get, a, get a one. Yeah, I just like to keep it trim. Love it. So, but if you go on a Friday, they'll say, oh, thank goodness it's Friday. I'm like, why do you say that? Like, oh, because the weekend's coming. Mm. I'm like, oh, right. And then they're like, do, do you work? <laughs> but oh, well. if you go on a Monday morning or like, like 10 o'clock, they're like, oh, have you got the day off? Yeah. You, you know, that's it's just such an inroad for any – you could say, oh, well – well, technically, I've got the rest of my life off, or you could say I don't really have a traditional sort of a, a yeah. nine-to-five job. And or you can always lead with a little breadcrumb, and they want more and then more and then more. You can end yeah. up selling them social media services for their salon or whatever, <laughs> like a website. It's so easy to do if you have a good, intriguing story. Put lots of surprise and interest in there and make it mm. make it change a little bit here and there. Um, that's That's what I'm enjoying learning from the comedian is how you can lead somewhere and then change direction all of a sudden and it surprises people and they're really intrigued and it's it's fun and exciting and they want to keep on the journey. Well, comedians are masters at storytelling. I mean, absolutely. But that's what our whole our whole new podcast is just mm. stories. There's no premise mm. at all other than it's heartfelt and it's um and that there's no hype. That's our premise. But it's just stories. It's really that general, and it's in the comedy section. So we have uh, – we're really – I'm learning from a master, someone who actually prepares routines and performs and has done street performance, and we do a little framework before the call of topics we want to talk about, and then we may hit them and we generally don't. It's probably a podcast with the most unfinished open loops ever in the history of man. <laughs> Because once we get on a rabbit hole, we just keep going because there's no required ending and, and and then we just stop. But so far, it's been a very enjoyable experience. But what he is able to do is keep looping us back to a core thread throughout the whole thing. We find our, our funny point and then we keep hitting it. What's it called, Jimmy? And when I say we, he, because he's the funny one. <laughs> it's called Kicking Back. Kicking Back. Yeah, with a G, kicking. What's his name? And the guy's name, the comedian's name is? His name is Joel Osborne. Jolly Osborne. Yeah, Joel Osborne. They uh, call him Aussie. They <laughs> do. He, he's performing at my event and I sent him an email the other day because I was speaking to the staging, you know, about lights and microphone and I, I sent him a I CC'd him in. I said, hey, Joel, is there anything you need for my event? He goes, yeah, new material. <laughs> so, so he's... Um, it's quite surprising at, at all turns. So this, this, the story thing is good to try. It'd be really interesting to hear if listeners have tried anything. Maybe, yes. maybe not as brazen as my um, pants around my ankles thing, but that's a why not? Yeah, you know, but why not? Exactly. There was no doubt. I don't think I had a single complaint. 
I did make sales, but I reconnected with uh, a lot of. I learned who's reading my emails, but it, mm. but never pops up because they all hit reply this time. And, yeah, yeah. And they, it's great when you get an applause for your uh, email. Like this is a marketing email. I'm get you know hundreds of people saying yep. great email. Like yeah, yep. yeah. I feel I feel good that I'm connecting well with my audience and that I, that I'm serving them uh, with stuff they actually look forward to reading. Well, just to wrap up the whole storytelling, it's just, it's, there's literally a day's course we could do on this, but the reality is that in the world of marketing, we're all listening to this show because we own businesses and we all want to be heard. We want our product or service to stand above the rest. I always use this phrase, sticking ahead above the trench. Just remind yourself as a consumer how much marketing you're hit with every day. You know, how many sales messages you are confronted with, buy now, closing soon, offer ends, you know, and that... that <laughs> You wake up in the morning to commercial radio, you go down to the breakfast table, there's the newspaper, you drive to work, you've got the radio on, there's billboards, you stop at the supermarket, there's 60,000 products screaming for your attention. It goes on. Not, and, and, and hardly any of them, a 0.1% of any of that I listed involves storytelling. So if you do, because they're all, they all want the sale. They all want to just get in there for the, you know, for the, for the right hook. But if you tell story, you're going you're gonna to be noticed. You're going to carve out a little bit of space where people are going to sit up and pay attention. So it's it's worth maybe going away and saying, I am creative. I am creative. I didn't think I used to be, but for the next month, I am going to be creative and start crafting out some stories around your business. What's your most memorable story, Timbo? Well, like in life? Yeah. In, in related to my business? Well, just pick. I'll give you open open slather here, something that strikes that's a, out. That's a massive question. And, and I've just. That's a huge eh? one. It's a whopper. Yeah, it's a whopper. I mean, it's like there's no context to it. <laughs> okay, let me do this. I'll, I'll rephrase this, right? What was, the, what was the newest episode you've recorded for Small Business Big Marketing Podcasts that you may have just published today or going to publish soon? The one that goes out next week is with a fellow called Glenn, and he owns Brisbane Tree Services. And he had some real trials and tribulations buying the business from his dad. Okay, so. Uh, which was really interesting. How will you frame the email that you send out to your audience? Because you're going to send an email for this podcast. Right, what which you, I haven't been doing. So yeah, but you, a new... you must be doing. <laughs> and <laughs> what? so this is the thing. If you start making this a story, people will be really engaged with it, even if yep. they get it on their iTunes feed, which is probably about half of them. But mm -hmm. it's still a nice reminder to go and listen to it. What story could you pull from that interview that mm. um, ties back to the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, without trying to craft it, because I'll need to sit down and craft it, but to me what I what piqued my interest and the reason I got him on was because this guy, it was a 30-year-old business that his old man had started and the whole reason his old man started the business was like many business owners, to feed mouths, to feed the family, but he never wanted to grow it beyond that. It was just beer money and you know, growing the business to feed the family. But what Glenn, the son, saw was something much greater. He saw an undermarketed business and he had to kind of somehow sit down with his old man and tell him that the business wasn't as good as it could be and that he wanted to take it over. And um, his old man was a pretty harsh bloke and that wasn't going to be an easy conversation. So uh, so something that might be a good connector story is something about a father-son conversation. Yes. You know, it was one of those father-son conversations that you never want to have. Mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like something like that. And then you could say, and then you could put a personal Timbo story in there. 
you know, I remember when I was seven and I wanted to go down the shops and buy some fish and chips. My dad gave me a dollar and the chip, chips were a dollar twenty, and I had to go back home uh, without the chips and explain to dad. And yeah. and um, you know that was that was pretty tough, but nothing like as tough as yeah. Glenn. And uh, wait till you hear what he had to tell his dad. Click yeah, here to find correct. out. Correct. So always story, always a story. Everyone's got one. I mean, it's one of the things I love about doing small business, big marketing is that, you know, whilst, you know, the show's there for for people to learn about marketing in some way, shape or form, there's always a story that my my listener has and it's generally that that I like to, to pull out before I get to the more kind of rational questions about. So tell me, you know, like Glenn, one of the things Glenn did was he made a simple change to his website that increased traffic 860%. That's interesting, but, you know, we got to that. We, we did get to that once we got through his more personal story about family businesses. So um, that's in that in itself kind of raises the question, which story do you pick? Because, you know, often in a podcast episode like this one, when we've covered two or three topics, we're focused on storytelling, but... Again, it's like maybe if you maybe you split test it. Well, you can certainly split test an email broadcast, but here's the here's the thing: the one that got me two hundred plus replies. That's the one I'm sticking into my presentation. It's been already split tested. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's already been tested and proven as engaging, mm-hmm. and overwhelmingly positive feedback. I'll give you another example with with my um, one particular keynote around content marketing that I present. It's probably my most popular. Is that in the in the guts of it, I have generally anywhere between five and ten case studies of businesses cranking out some really interesting content marketing and the results they're getting from it. And I generally have put that in the middle, and I've preceded it with a discussion around identifying the problem. You know why businesses aren't getting noticed and offering up the solution of content marketing and how you go about it. And then I give the case studies. I've started to bring the case studies forward. And that's the very first thing. It's like, let me show you some businesses that are creating some really amazing marketing. And I go straight into that. And that's the storytelling part. That's where I can tell the story about, because I know half the businesses anyway, so I can tell that story. That would make a good webinar topic as a lead into your business forum oh, yep. community. Like seven case studies, uh, you can learn a lot about business from um that, yep. and then and run it as an educational thing and explain to people they can go and get another four inside the community and your help your personal help yep yeah nice story 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 jimmy well mate yep. i reckon that would be a wrap you have an event to run you've got fast web formula five in two weeks time uh you've got a wave to catch you have got your pants to pull back up around your waist where they should be <laughs> They're up. They're plenty. Are they? They're certainly up, mate. I don't, don't for a second think I'm running. These oh, mate! I thought these were no pants podcasts. Down. Just just hang on. Oh, they're no, no, no shoes. shoes podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I'll yeah, put yeah. some pants on next time because I, I was I was completely under the impression <laughs> oh, no. you must have tricked me. You said because you remember early days. You said like we'll do these no pants because it'll give us a different funny vibe. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. That's, you're a strange man, Timbo. But I love your work. Love your work, Jimmy. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Hope there was something there to help grow your business online. That was Jimmy James Shramko from superfastbusiness.com and I am Timbo Reid from smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. This has been Freedom Ocean and it comes out every now and then, unlike the swell, which is consistently 
on the 12-hour mark. <laughs> See you, mate. Is that right? <laughs> I had no idea. It's either big or small. Yeah, yeah, whatever. See you, Jimmy. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs> 